that's what you do best. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. It is episode 59, Wayne in with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is Weekend Trav. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a couple weeks, but we want to jump right in. This coming weekend, big main event, uh, heavyweight bout between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk. Happening in London, September 25th. That will be on DAZONE. Check your local listings for the time. Weekend Trav. We're going to jump right into that thing. I want to break the fight down. That's a deep fight. We want to talk about our thoughts and then what we think the outcome will be. It's a deep fight, B-Money. You've been doing pretty good on your predictions here lately, too. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because this is not a runaway fight like most people think it is. However, you know what? I think I've already had a couple too many drinks because I'm already changing my mind. Wow. I think Joshua is going to beat him pretty good. So that's you changing your mind. Because I thought I was leaning a little Usyk, and I'm like, oh, man, he is pretty good. But Anthony Joshua, Eddie Hearn, they're not stupid. Hmm. Even though this guy's 18-0. So Usyk's 18-0. He's a former cruiserweight world champion, moved up, fought a couple fights at heavyweight. Yep. Anthony Joshua, as you guys all know, he's like, what, 26-1, and one, something like that. Yeah, 24-1, and one, Anthony Joshua, heavyweight champion of the world, WBA, WBO, um, IBF, three of the four major titles, Tyson Fury and um, Deontay Wilder are going to fight for the other one in October. Um, but whew, Anthony Joshua is going to win Anthony this fight. Anthony Joshua, okay. Anthony Joshua is winning this fight. And I don't say that easily, and I don't say that like, oh my gosh, like he's going to murder him. But I do think his height and his weight, Anthony Joshua's, is going to wear on Usyk, and I think it's going to inflict more damage later on. And I think that's how um, Anthony Joshua is going to win. I'd be curious as we get later into the week what the tail of the tape really is, because the more and more I've watched Anthony Joshua online, he looks slimmer, right? So, yeah. so in other previous fights, Leaner. he comes in looking like a male Adonis, very definitely a bigger guy, like a bodybuilder. Tyson Fury always says that can overpower, but he's looked slimmed down in a good way yeah. leading up to this fight. However, I think this is a dangerous bout. Usyk doesn't have anything really to lose other than his record being perfect, right? And he's 18 and that This big was deal. like a gift from the gods falling down on Not that I believe in multiple gods, but I'm just trying to put myself in the mind of a... I don't know. Where is he from? Uh, Usyk? Yeah. He is from Ukraine. Well, that's he... You know, I'm, I'm just kidding, folks. I'm putting myself in the shoes here thinking that this might be a gift handed down. Like, he needs to take opportunity. The, the opportunity to take advantage of this bout in front of him. The only thing to lose is a perfect record. He looks angry, he looks determined, he looks ready. So I'm waffling a little bit. We talked a little bit pre-production about what we thought overall, but let's before we get to our prediction, give me, give me an analysis just from the, the fighter's background, how you see this fight progressing round yeah. through round. I think I'll do two. I'll do two sides here. I'll do how Anthony Joshua is going to win, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you how if Usyk wants to win this, how he's going to win. I think Anthony Joshua has got to do exactly what I mentioned previously. He's a bigger guy. He's six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds. Two hundred. Actually, I'll tell you exactly. His last fight, he weighed in at two hundred and forty pounds. I think he's going to come in a little bit. I think you're right because Usyk is a, a smaller, faster guy. So I think. Um, Josh was going to have to come in a little bit lighter mm. and, and faster and lighter on his feet, so he will. I think he'll come in 235, something like that. So, But I think Joshua's goal is 
uh, insert your power, insert your weight on him, wear him down, mm-hmm. that big, huge jab, because Joshua's got a really good jab, keep it in his face the whole time, line him up, big right hands, and I think, I think 10, 11, 12 rounds, in those rounds right there, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see some damage being inflicted because he is a bigger guy. Usyk is tough as nails, there's no mm-hmm. doubt. However, Usyk, I wouldn't say he struggled with Chisora, but he fought him also last October. Usyk inactivity. He's gonna be. He's gonna be othering almost exactly a year when sure. this fight happens. October was his last fight, so Josh was gonna have to take full advantage of that. Uh, make it. Make it tough on him. Make it hard on him. You got to use your weight. Use your size. Use your athletic ability. Use your jab. Be long and rangy because you're taller. And that's how Josh was gonna be. Rangy. Line up the right hand. Put your power on him. If you get inside, tie him up, lay on him because that's a very big thing. All that weight laying on a guy who's a smaller guy because Usyk has fought as low as like 198 pounds. Okay. So flip side, Usyk, how Usyk wins is he's got to be fast and quick in and out, in and out because Mm -hmm. if he stands in front of Joshua, Joshua doesn't get enough credit for his punching power. Right. He knocked out Klitschko. He's got punching power. Like he does. Um, So... I think that Usyk's just going to have to be uh, extremely fit, which you would think he would. This is the biggest fight of his career. Correct. And, and why I say extremely fit is because he's going to have to be in and out, moving a lot, because Joshua is a good boxer still. Joshua's beat good boxers. Andy Ruiz is a very good boxer. Yep. Like, he's got very good boxing skill. So he can box with boxers. I don't think he's a superior boxer, Anthony Joshua. Usyk is fast hands, um, athletic, can move, but I hope that his inactivity – Usyk doesn't hurt him here because he's going to have to bring it to this fight. Right. He's going to have to bring it the whole time. Do you think the first fight with Rui, uh, Ruiz like, just kind of exposed some things? I don't know if it exposed anything to me, personally. I don't think it did. I, just, I think, if it, anything, I think it revealed that clearly Joshua took this fight lightly. And right. I think clearly, too, not just the fight lightly, a lot of people, not just Joshua, took Ruiz lightly. Yeah. He's a yeah. very talented guy. True. His True. weight and how he looks throws a lot of people off. Yeah. He snuck up on a lot of people. I think so. Because he's a very talented guy. I don't think that was as big of a – the way he beat Joshua was a huge upset, but I don't think that his talent is – it's it's very superior. Right. Ruiz has got great talent. Right. So – I think he just. I think mentally he underestimated Ruiz. Okay, so where do you think his mind's at now? Do you think he's underestimating Usyk? I don't think so. And if he does, he's an idiot. Yeah. Plain yeah. and simple, because Usyk. He. This is what they. I would call a live underdog. Usyk's clearly an underdog, but yeah. I think he's a live underdog. Meaning, yeah. I think he can beat Joshua. He can. I just think it's a I very. I just think it's a very dangerous setup fight it is and it's one that adds more uh, allure to this uh, weight class obviously we've talked about the heavyweight weight class several times on this show yep. going back months and months and months we, we were looking forward to the potential fury anthony joshua fight that yep. collapsed on us which disappointed the heck it's out a lot of deontay fans. wilder yeah um that's that's a future conversation we'll probably talk about that in a couple of weeks as that's about a month away um I just think this is a dangerous fight, and, and I don't think necessarily Anthony Joshua is underestimating or looking past it. Well, I take that back. I think one eye might be looking past it, looking at the outcome of next month's fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. And if he's doing that, then that is definitely going to be a problem for him in a week. Um, so, so with that, so do me a favor also, because you mentioned one comment about uh, his uh, U6 last fight was about a year ago. When was the last time Anthony Joshua fought? Yeah, that's been... It had to have been about the same time frame. 
Uh, yeah, it was it was December of 2020. So it was October. So they're 10 months. Josh was 10 months out. He's 12 months out. Honestly, that's a similar. That's really 10 to 12 months. There's right. not much difference. So it's kind of a washout. Both they at least Anthony in the Anthony Joshua shoes. He's been doing more of the the press tour leading up to Fury. Cowboys win. Cowboys won. Sorry. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got we got. Well, that's not live, but we have other stuff going on on the show. We're fulfilling during football, you know. So, anyways, we can trav. We're going to do predictions. Unless you have more to say about this fight. A, a little bit. Okay, let's talk and more. Just a little bit is that even though Josh has been out of the ring quite a while, he was back in camp again preparing mm. for a Tyson Fury. So that's where I think he that's might a have a leg up on him. Different opponent, though. It Very different. That's but slower and longer. A hundred not even that much slower, but longer, taller, different, 100% different mm. opponent. But regardless, he wasn't even – the reason why I don't think it matters that much is because he was so fresh into that camp yeah. that I don't think he had sparring partners and stuff like that that were exactly like uh, Tyson Fury yeah. yet. I don't think they brought those guys in yet. The first part of those, spar- those sparring partners are just kind of getting some rounds in. So you never know who was in there. So he was in shape. Mentally, he was, like, preparing still. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that that layoff is not going to affect him as much. But – no mistake about it. Usyk's 34 years old. He knows. So, honestly, unless it's like a two- or three-year layoff, I don't think a 10-, 11-, 12-month layoff is that much, actually. Sure. I think for heavyweights, it's actually pretty better. healthy, probably. Yeah, yeah they're, they're healing. and So, I think that that is good. The layoff's not going to affect either one of them as much as maybe it would. But they're 10 and 12 months out. However, Joshua's is a little less because he was back in camp ready for a yeah. Tyson Fury. And they're different opponents, but... The reason why I think it was better for Joshua is because mentally he was locked back in to a big fight. Sure. That training is different than just being in the gym. Even though it was a different opponent, your mindset is locked in still. And that's what he's more fresh on right now. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, we'll prediction. see. Uh, you know, Anthony Joshua looking leaner and more fit might make for a little bit more of a quicker bout too. So maybe that was the thought process trying to reduce some muscle mass. Because if you've seen his last couple of fights, he came in there. He's looking, he's looking big. He's yep. looking... You know, just he's looking like a freaking model. He's not looking like a boxer. That's been a knock on him. Tyson Fury always says that he goes, "I'm not." He's like, "You're, you're a bodybuilder." He's like, "You're not a boxer. You're a bodybuilder." He's a bodybuilder that holds a, what three belts. So, yeah, so he's it's hard. Something. It's hard to put a knock on the guy. Um, well, let's transition then to the prediction side of things. We'll do with mine. Because people, if they're tuning in for predictions, they're tuning in to you for predictions. You're the boxing I don't guy. know. You've been getting some good well, comments listen. about what's B-Money thinking. A broken B-Money. Clock, a broken clock is right twice a day. That's Show what my wife straight. tells me when I, when I make comments and I'm right. I also know an old saying from Missouri. Some old, farmer, yeah. <laughs> some old farmer said, he says, the, the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. There you go. Yeah. So, so I am. You've the, been pretty solid. I'm the blind once, squirrel, though. and I found the nut a couple of times. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? This is PG-13. It um, so you know what? Because this weight division has been in turmoil for months, I just want to see it in more turmoil. So this is me, more or less, taking my thinking hat on and putting what I want to happen hat on, which is gonna. This is gonna be where I'm wrong, probably. But I'm going into the USIC camp. I think, listen, I think you have but, nothing to lose here. But, and I have nothing to lose because I have zero credibility in this world. Pretty solid one. You know, I'm going with him, but not decisive. I'm going full. Uh, he'll get the decision victory. It's going to okay. go the full length. Okay. I don't think he's going to be able to knock Anthony Joshua out, knock him down. I don't think there's going to be anything like that. I just think it's going to be a grinding, 
heavyweight bout, slow and lumbering towards the end, unfortunately, but it's going to be one that goes the full length. I mean, it's not a bad prediction. Easily, easily, easily could happen. I mean, he went Ch- Chisora is a big guy too, and they went the distance, and it was a 115-113 fight for How many Usyk. Rounds is this? This is a 12-round fight, so heavyweight title yeah. fight. So I think They've all fought. When you're at this level, all yeah. these guys, they're all fighting 12-rounders. I, yeah. I think it could go to the, the distance, but unfortunately for fans, I think rounds 8 to 12 are going to be very boring. You could be right. However, yeah, Derek Chisora, he just went 12 rounds with him. Derek Chisora is a big guy, 255. That's why I don't think Usyk's going to knock him out. So I agree with you with that. I don't think Usyk can knock out Anthony Joshua because it's a bigger guy. There's just, there's just the height difference, the weight difference, all of that. Right. It is boxing. It's a heavyweight division. One punch can change a fight. So we can all look like idiots right now. And Usyk come out there and knock him out in the first yeah. round. Could happen. One punch could change everything. Ask the guy that, could. that knocked out uh, Evander Holyfield or knocked him down. <laughs> that was such a joke. Okay. But I want to say two things, though. My prediction, but also you kind of made me think of it, though. Kudos to Anthony Joshua for this fight, though. Hmm. We got to give him credit. He didn't have to fight no. Usyk. That is a, you were 100% correct, super, super, super risky fight. It's either, this is a championship level fight. Listen, it's either maniacally smart or extremely dangerous. It could be both because, but, but I think you're correct though too. I think this is probably where Eddie Hearn's at. He's like the risk and reward is huge here. Meaning he beats this guy. He's not expect, he is expected to beat this guy, but it's a very, very dangerous Mm -hmm. tune up fight. You know what I mean? You could say something like that. Uh, Like I said, quote tune up fight, but it's not. The tune-up is they want Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury has to get through Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, which all. That's why you're right. That's the maniacal, evil, awesome plan of it all is. If they both, if Anthony Joshua can beat Usyk and Tyson Fury can beat Deontay Wilder, people are going to tune in to Anthony Joshua and mm-hmm. Tyson Fury. They mm-hmm. already were, but this the, the level of competition that they're going to fight to get to each other now yeah. That's it's going to be blockbuster. It's interesting. I mean, you're talking about if they have this at a soccer stadium, you're talking about they're going to sell ninety to 100,000 I, I saw images uh, of the soccer stadium full of soccer fans. What, today, I think, is uh, there's a, a soccer match going on, a football match going on. Place is massive. Yeah. Okay. For, so they're Josh gonna will put, sell it out. It's He's done be, like 80,000 Of course, before. it's in his backyard. It's going to yeah. sell out. That's what they were hoping. I, w- I, was, I would think that's what they wanted for Fury and Joshua oh, yeah. was to be there. Could you imagine that? No. No, we could because that's what we did for months. And then all of a sudden, Deontay Wilder stuck his nose into it and screwed everything up. Which, now that we're talking openly about it, I feel like that was the master plan all along. Right? Maybe. Because it's another payday. Yeah, it's another payday for everybody. It builds it up even more. But ultimately, you know what? It's good for us. It's good for us. You know what? The reason is good for us because these aren't dud fights. Correct. Even as much as crap we give Wilder, and I give him credit when he when credits due, but he's got knockout power. He's got yeah. devastating power. He put he down Fury. Him. He put Fury down twice in the first fight, zero times in the second fight though. And once again, he but has, he can, and he has nothing to lose, zero to lose. So, and apparently, he's a big weightlifter now too, man. And, and he can bench press a lot. Wow, he's benching over three hundred pounds. Over three hundred. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. We're saying this, they posted the ESPN article. And there's no way. What, I mean, you, you ask any sort of weightlifter or people that, that are gym rats, things like you're looking at the plates that he's putting on this bar, you're like, no way, dude. That, those don't look re- that's not a re- those don't real 45s on there. It just didn't look right. Okay? It just didn't look like right. Like I and told plus, you. How, much, how many spotters do you need for that one rep? And the thing is, Deontay Wilder, I was just telling you off, off the air, Deontay Wilder has power already. Yes. 
the one thing he's lacking against Tyson Fury is skill mm -hmm. and experience. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that experience to beat Tyson Fury on the bench press. Listen, you're not. Sorry, I, you're not. He's getting a ton of pad work in the bottom <laughs> basement gym of a Holiday Inn somewhere because those Scott. are the videos I'm seeing. Yes. So no, that's going to be a later conversation, maybe two weeks from now, three weeks from now, as we get closer to their matchup. But overall, this at least creates excitement for the heavyweight division, which we were ultimately looking forward to one match. Now we have several lead-up. It's the bracketology. I've mentioned that before. What boxing needs that though? Boxing. That's needs something that. you said that we needed. We needed that bracket type. And, here and this we is are. kind of that way. So we can travel. That, that being said, let's go ahead and just you know flop it on the table here. I put I put mine out and it flopped on the Usyk. I'm not going to call a round or anything like that. Okay. I think that I think Anthony Joshua is going to pull out a win here, okay. and we're going to see a possible matchup with Tyson Fury after Tyson Fury hopefully gets through Deontay Wilder in their third match, which shouldn't be happening. Mm. So okay. I, th I think Anthony Joshua is going to beat him, and I think Anthony Joshua has all the right tools necessary to beat him. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We are on two different sides of the fence. We'll see on the outcome who is right. Uh, we're not making any uh, bets yet with each other, but I'm sure that might oh, come shortly. It's, it's going to happen. Shortly. It's gotta happen. Uh, I refuse to shave my beard, and uh, uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Going against what I always do every year, come November, I'm not doing it. You're not shaving beard? No, because I don't care about men's health anymore. So now I might have to I do don't it. care about men's health saying? anymore, Weekend Trav, because my body continues to, to decompress <laughs> and fall apart. I don't care about men's health anymore. I'm a 30 so you mean other people not shaving their beard is against your health? I'm 39 years old. My lower back's all screwed up from lifting. <laughs> you know, I pull things. It takes longer to get over stuff. I'm done. And, and mentally, I'm a broken man. Listen. I'm just kidding. I'm you're not man. a broken man. I'm awesome, actually. You're actually a very active I'm person pretty, I'm pretty for awesome. your age. We're not that old. Stop it. Also, mm. Tyson Fury is October 9th. He's not that far away. Okay, that's, so we that's, talk that's three crap. weeks, less so than three weeks. we got to talk about next week. Couple weeks, yeah. yeah. Have to, like, that's okay. actually not as far away as we thought. This is why October 9th is Tyson Fury. That's why he's the info guy. I'm just, I'm just the voice piece. So after the Joshua fight, which is this weekend, the so 25th, it's two weeks after the Joshua fight. Okay, so folks, we're going to talk about which it maybe Which is next also, week. remember I say this on past shows, if you do your homework and you listen to what I say, you know that they're trying to promote a clash when guys fight within a couple of weeks of each other. They're clearly doing this. Not, it's not a secret, obviously, but it kind of is because Deontay Wilder thinks that he's going to beat Tyson Fury. Usyk thinks he's going to beat him. It'll derail the whole Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. But I kind of wanted the to. time frame of their fights right now means that they will fight probably January, February, March, February of 2022. Maybe. I think they'll push it out. It could be a little later, but usually blockbuster fights think, like that, I think, in February. Other weight classes and potential fights coming up will kind of push that off a little bit. But we'll see. We have more to talk about as the weeks progress. You don't see big fights in March because of March Madness. You don't see big fights in April. You see big fights in May, but I think that's too long because that's a Mexican holiday, and Canelo owns that. But right Rightfully now, so. But right now is Hispanic Heritage uh, Month. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Know, that started mid-month. Is that how that worked? No, I think it's been. It, it started, I think, on Mexican Independence Day, which was a few days ago. People think it's oh. Cinco de Mayo. That's not. That's the. No, yeah. That's the significance of a battle. That was not the Mexican Independence Day. Those Americans liking to celebrate yeah, on Cinco de Mayo because there's nothing else to celebrate that in that point of the year. 
Okay. Probably right. All right. So, so anyway, with that pivot. being said. Let's pivot. Okay. So you got our prediction. We are on different sides of the fence. Cool. Roast us below. Have a comment. Like it. Whatever it might be. Give us your thoughts. Who do you think is going to win this bout between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk? September 25th on zone. Coming to you from London. Check local listings for what time that would be here in the States. Chances are, let's see, what is it, a six or seven hour difference? It'll probably be like four o'clock usually. Yeah, it'll be in the afternoon. Plenty of time to finish up college football after that fight. And also, we pronounce it DAZONE, but it's D-A-Z-N is how it is. But it's pronounced DAZONE, but if you're listening, it's D-A-Z-N. That's Look right. that up. Yeah, and speaking of it's the them, most popular boxing. Speaking app. of them, thank you to our media uh, partners. They're not one of them. I thought pe- not, maybe people thought close. maybe they were going to be could one have, of ours. You could have just mumbled it together, sorry, and they yeah, would have assumed they're, they're not a media partner. Be money. Because listen, well, this is this is the this is like the groundwork show coming from the roots. It's a roots based show. So our media partners, TH Boxing. IF Enterprises, Gulfstream Financial, we always appreciate the media love support. You guys. We love you guys. I'm going to pivot here, Weekend Trav, if that's okay with you. We're going to pivot right pivot. now to the money shot. Oh, wait, hold shot. on, hold on. We've wait, been, wait. It's been a few weeks. Wait a minute, no. It's been a few weeks. I thought we were Hispanic Heritage Month. No, no, no. That's going to be towards the end. Okay. The money shot of the week. Uh, the money shot of the week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, isn't exactly a sports contest, but it has a sports figure tied it to it. A massive very sports big, figure. Very big. So the money shot of the week goes to Senator Manny Pacquiao, who formally tossed his hat into the proverbial ring to run for president of the Philippines. Yes, sir. Congratulations and all the support to you, Manny Pacquiao. Emmanuel Pacquiao. This is amazing because... This guy, if you know anything about this guy, this guy's got a heart of gold, man. This guy, his trainer, Freddie Roach, and mentor for the longest part of his life and his career, has always said this, and it's true. He said, I've never been afraid of Manny Pacquiao losing all of his money. (laughs) I'm more afraid that he's going (laughs) to give it away. Because Manny Pacquiao is a very charitable guy. Like, he does. Like, he'll he'll hand out, like, money, hand out food. He's just, he's a good guy. I don't know what... Um, whether he's a Democrat, Republican, whatever. I whatever don't know that. Whatever they view it over there, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because everybody has those si- two yeah. sides. But I think it's really cool for the Philippines because the Philippines, they, they are like rot with um, drug dealers and like a lot of corruptness over there, as most big countries are. Honestly, we are mm-hmm. as well. But they are very, very, very rot with like a lot mm-hmm. of corruption. And I'm rooting for Manny Pacquiao. He's a great guy. I've rooted for him as a boxer, too. He's a great guy. I've predicted against him many times. Doesn't mean I was rooting against him, mm-hmm. but I did predict against him. But he's a great guy. And also, B-Money, I think this is good because if Manny Pacquiao wins this bid, mm-hmm. he's retiring. And that's what I would love to see because the guy's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay? Love it. I, if he fought again, I wouldn't be that upset, to be fair, I wouldn't, because he didn't look terrible in his last fight. But... I wouldn't mind seeing him right off into the sunset, man. As the president of the Philippines and uh, ambassador for boxing all over yeah. the world, this guy's a massive figure. I just enjoy seeing guys transition to something else in their careers and not promoting, you know, weight bands and, uh, you know, slings for the elbow to help. Yeah. Though, though, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind having some of those right now because my I, body's broken. I wouldn't mind having some of those guys asking us to, to sponsor that stuff That's as true. well. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, the guy, or what's his face, Frank Thomas, 
with his eugenics or whatever it is, uh, testosterone. I think pills. those guys have made a lot of money off of it, though. Yeah, but to see a guy transition into where his passion is, and that's a people, that's the people of his country, and doing what we hope is the right thing there in politics. He's yeah. been a senator for a long time. Yeah, for a little bit, yes. He's Senator he's, Pacquiao. He's owned a professional basketball team there for a long time. He he's does a huge things in the fan. Philippines. Yeah, so you know what? Kudos to you, Manny Pacquiao. I hope the uh, election process is, is very successful for you as your boxing career has been. You are officially the money shot of the week here at Wayne and with Travis At Arman. episode 59. Episode 59. So, Beautiful. Um, so let's talk. Everyone's always wanting the Beardsman of the Week, but that's going to be the final thing. Are we got we to leave the best for last. But we're going to talk first and foremost before that about what we're drinking. It's been a few weeks since we've had a chance to really rate something new. New. Yeah, that's right. Because we've done a lot of the bourbon rewinds for us, yep. uh, which is just the leftovers when we don't finish a bottle in an episode taping. Uh, but this week we have George Dickel Bottled in Bond. That's the blue label, George Dickel. And that's Dick or Dickel. George Dickel. Dickel. Um, Tennessee, you know, it's, this is very good. So I was talking to Weekend Trap about this because when I go Dickel. to Tennessee a couple times a year, I have family up there, do things up there, I have clients up there. So I spend a lot of time in Tennessee compared to uh, other states. It's really Tennessee and Florida for me. This is all over the place because it's, you know, obviously distilled in Tennessee and it's a very well known brand of bourbon. Dickles all over the place. Dickles. Dickles all are place? all over the place. Okay. And I, I know last time I went up there, I'm like, man, I wish. I talked to actually a purveyor of, uh, of bourbons up there. And I said, I wish we had better access to George Dickel where I live. It wasn't two weeks later, and all of a sudden. Spoke it into I existence. Start, I spoke it into existence. I'm starting to see that now on the shelves, and that's a good thing. Uh, so. George Dickel, bottled in bond. We weren't sure what to think at first because we're looking at it. We're like, okay, it's 100 proof, so it might be a little hot, hot for us. It smells hot, it too. It smells hot. I'm not sure how it's going to taste. We'll let the ice cut it down a little bit. Me, hold on, hold on. I'm not that upset with it at all. Not at all. I love it. This is really good to me. This gets us back to our roots. I love Dick. Oh. Dude. It's really good. It's quite... Right on the lips. It just touches right on the lips. Okay. So. Let me have a sip of Dickel. Let me have a sip of Dickel. I'm thirsty. I don't want to put it. I don't want to put the bottle directly in your mouth. Yep. That's good. That is very um, good. So. <laughs> George But on Dickel. a serious note. What you going to give it some boxing gloves? How many are you going to give it? 7.4. That's a Ooh, big one for me. That is a big. I'm giving a big one. To the George Dickel. To, to Mr. Dickel, okay. 7.4. Let, let, let me think about it. That's actually one of your higher, highest ones, yeah. maybe. It's, it might be the highest. Because, listen, we can travel. When we started this, ladies and gentlemen, if you're only joining us now, we've been doing, you know, we talk boxing, we talk life, we talk politics sometimes. It's been a long time since we've done that. But bourbon's always been at the core. We've always drank bourbon or rye or a straight whiskey. And our beers That's are what always we've always done. And so this gets back to what we started doing, which was every week trying to have something new. Yep. We're starting to run out of things. So that's why it's a little tougher. So when we get to see something new and worthwhile, we're like, oh, cool. We're going to grab it. We're going to drink it. So this to me is like, ah, it's nostalgic. And I agree. I think this dick is worthwhile. This dick is, is very nostalgic. worthwhile. It is very nostalgic. <laughs> so it's so good. So I'm going to give it a rating. And I, I'm not trying to... I mean, technically, we're measuring here, so, like, I'm putting it out there. 
I'm putting it out there. What's your measurement? I'm going to measure it. What's your measurement of the of My measurement because George I got to be, I got to be, I got to have a bigger measurement for Dickle. I'm going 7.4 okay. because I have to outdo B money. But you didn't outdo it. It's the same. I meant 7.5. <laughs> 7.5. Okay. Wait, I, listen, the Dickle got in my head. I meant 7.5, okay? That's my final answer. Okay. 7.5. So, so I had to outdo all in all, B money. 7.45. George Dickel bottled and bond, which is the blue label. It's delicious, folks. Uh, all jokes aside, yes, uh, us Florida boys, we're not used to that, that name, but it's very good. It's very good. You drink it on its own. This is not something that you figure out some cool concoction with. This is by itself. Be a man, drink it by itself. Yeah, I mean, I like the bottle. I, I like the, the name. I like the scores. We're going to say Big George Dickle. Big George Dickle. He's getting one of our highest ratings. 7.45, probably one of the highest, if not the highest rating we've ever done. And I'm actually being serious, though. I'm joking about the name, but the rating, pretty serious. It's actually pretty solid. It's been a long time since since we've drank a whole bottle in a night. We might get close to that on this one. This is my third one so far. I know. I love love sucking down George Dickle. Oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to be a better okay. man as best as possible. I know you are. I never said I was perfect. I said better. Well, the, the fact that we recognize we're not perfect is, is one thing. Okay? So that's, that's, that's good. You aren't perfect. I'm, I'm trying to be better, either. not we just, perfect. We want to strive to be better in different facets of our life. And then you throw George But Dickel you know what? The there's a, there's a, a, a useful cheeriness about making jokes about George Dickel. I mean, George Dickel... If he doesn't know this by now, like if we got paid a nickel for every time we said George Dickel, we'd have a lot of nickels. That rhymed really significantly. <laughs> on accident, accidentally so, so on purpose. You, it reminds me in my business, uh, where I, my office used to be positioned, there was a guy that that worked. B Money is a financial advisor, probably world renowned as well. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I know some things. So a lot of things. There was a guy that did what I did regionally in our area. But his father really started that the son on that career path because he did the same thing as well. So this is going back decades. You want to know his name? George. No. Dickle? No. Richard. I'm sure that was his given name, but he went by Dick Wiener. I'm not even making it up. YouTube, you cannot block or ban that because that is a legit name of somebody that practiced finance in Winter Park, Florida for many, many years. Dick Wiener? He, yeah. His name was Dick Wiener. His son's name was Ben. Is Ben? He's alive. I mean, I don't know what that. I don't know has, if Dick that, is alive. I don't know what kind of segue. Dick Wiener. I don't know Wiener. if Dick is alive. That's that's what Dick Wiener. The spouse has to. I what? feel like the Dick is alive and well. Maybe. Dick Wiener. You're 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 dealing this to me right now after George Dickel. You want me to process Dick Wiener? That that's a, his name. He was very successful. Dick Wiener. He was a successful advisor in that like, area. Listen, the, what's the emoji? He this is a, my head right now. He actually did it was, from everything I've ever known. He did a good job. Dick Wiener did a good job. So that's still <laughs> Dick Wiener. That he was, was a very name. good financial advisor. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was. I never worked, you know, partnered with him or his son or anything like that. You're never with him. No, I was never. No, you did. No, you were no. this way. Okay. It was actually more like a competing firm. But anyways, that being so said, so Dick Wiener. So the George, we segued from George Dickel George to Dick Dickel, 7.45 <laughs> boxing gloves on a scale of 10. We would highly recommend it, but we would recommend it in such a fashion that you're either drinking it neat or 
Get a couple cubes of ice or that ice ball. Do that. That's probably the best way to do it. You can drink it with a splash of water as well. We yeah. are not picky because you can drink your bourbon how you want to drink yeah. your bourbon. Uh, but do not funnel it and don't use a butt funnel either because you may end up in the hospital. We highly. I bet Dick Wiener would never do that. No. He's smarter than Smart that. Smart men. So let's transition from... Big Dick... Big George Big George Dickle. <laughs> let's transition... Ladies and gentlemen, we're transitioning. No, no, don't transition. Let's keep his. Let's keep Dickle there. But I don't want to transition, Dickle. It's here. Oh, you're saying we're going to move on to our topic? It's here, but we're moving. I'm on thinking transition. No, okay. Now you're going okay, like in a go. weird let's tangent. Go. Let's Listen, go. this is Hispanic Heritage Month. So why are we okay? talking about George Dickle and Dick Weiner? I'm not anymore. You have it on your mind. Because I'm a child. And you, you, you still have, you lobbed it up to me. You have your childlike innocence about you. I, I get do. it. You lobbed it up to me, and I'm trying to be a better person, but I just I can't not talk He's about not it. I'm not trying to be a better person, ladies and gentlemen. I failed miserably right you now. You are failing. Uh, but I do like your shirt, by the way. Thank you. We haven't talked a lot about your outfits recently. I know, and I've been doing this them This is the still. Weekend Trav garb. I do like that there's like the pit, and the, like the fire things there there's some detail in these there's a lot of detail in that i don't shirt. mess around there's I like and the there's, color schemes there's a little, little like fire flamed of like they're not I think flames, those are just flowers. flowers i know but they're like fire flamed flowers. i do like the color schemes good i like the, the the purple and yellow together even though i'm a packers fan and not a vikings fan but i think that looks good i'm not good. a vikings fan either but kirk cousins keep doing good because i got you on my bench for my fantasy team all right <laughs> yeah. let's transition okay. so hispanic <laughs> heritage month that's yes. weekend travel outfit whatever if you're watching on youtube great hit a hit a thumb up like it and also if you're not subscribed do it because i've told you to um because so we are the number one boxing beards, beard and bourbon, bourbon podcast, podcast filmed in a boxing gym that order but yes filmed so, in Orlando, Florida, Florida. specifically Laureate Park, Park, specifically in a boxing gym, gym, specifically on a Sunday or Monday, but today is Sunday, Sunday and we're doing it right. And we're number one, number one in that category, in the world, in, the world. in that category. In the world, George says, to be Dickle. Honest, I'm being honest in that category. So, um, George, final Dickle. segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a fun time for us because it's been a few weeks since we've been together. Different conflicts, yada yada. No excuses. But we're going now to the Beardsman of the Week. Beardsman of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, this week we went back and forth. We weren't sure what to do because football's back in action, uh, professional football and college for that matter. We're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Maybe we pick someone there. No, we're not doing that. No. Oh, we're looking at fights that happened over the weekend. Maybe we'll pick a guy that has a beard. There weren't any real good ones. So no, not good ones. We're we like, want good eh, ones. Forget it. And tennis is over, so nothing to do with tennis. Done. Yeah, done. The tournament's done, done. anyways. NBA, but, done. Done. So we thought, huh, what could possibly be on the horizon that is associated with the Paul brothers? Because we... Well, we've, we're now... I don't know what the streak is, but every episode... Leading into this, we've actually mentioned the Paul Brothers at least once. I don't have any shame anymore in my life. So, you know what? Jake Paul, Logan Paul, you're driving some traffic for us, and we're going to keep that going because it seems to me we can travel. Beersman of the Week this week is somebody that might be in line to actually have a little boxing bout with Jake Paul. And when I heard this name, I thought, huh, I'd watch that. And I that's what too. you want. That is what you want from fringe watchers. That interest. That's the that's whether you like it or not. That's the brilliance of Jake Paul and his boxing career. 
We're not shamelessly talking about him. We are forced to talk about him because he is relevant. He is That's relevant. what I mean by force. Nobody's forcing our hand, but every other media outlet has to talk about him because it's relevant. And that's yeah. he is one of the biggest names in the sport. And so it's tough to pinpoint in these early phases. Like it or not. In these early phases before the next fight, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where he's going to go with the next fight. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we look at who's barking at who. But one name is standing out that I think is yep. going to drive more traffic than anyone else involved, yep. and that is Jorge Masvidal. Yes, UFC. I don't even know if he's still con- contracted with UFC or not. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. Yeah, I don't know if he is actually. Um, but exciting guy to stuff. watch, and definitely a talker. So if oh, there's yeah. anything that's going to happen, if these two start to line up, the stars align for them to fight. It's going to be entertaining. It'll be hugely entertaining. Doesn't he have the like one of, if not the fastest knockout in UFC history when he knocked out Askren? That was like three or four seconds. It's so got to be the fastest. I'm sure him and Jake Paul can talk details about who knocked go. out Ben Askren quicker. There you go. I think that that's going to be massive <laughs> publicity for that fight. I know, poor Ben, because Ben seems like a, a nice good guy, guy. doesn't he, right? Guy. He does. Yeah, he's a good guy. But unfortunately, it's the nature of combat sports. It is. It is. Sadly... That's also why you make the money you make. Ben Askren made half go. a million he's dollars when he fought Jake Paul. So. Dummy, but there we go. So, Beersman of the Week this week goes to Jorge Masvidal, who has a good, who has a good beard. Uh, he does. Okay? He does but we really wanted somebody that's relevant that I think this is the early stages. Pay attention at home. And Hispanic Heritage Month. And it's Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm, I'm quarter Hispanic. Congrats. That counts. Thank you. You know, we, uh, we put out balloons and streamers in my house and... And baked some flan, and no, we didn't. I don't like flan. I actually don't like plantains or flan. I like sweet plantains. I don't like any of that stuff. You're not Hispanic. Dead silence. I like <laughs> so it was creepy. We can travel. Didn't know what to say. George Dickel. I do eat a Mexican meal on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Why? Well, we eat tamales because we have to have something that I grew up <laughs> eating tamales for Christmas, so we'd have something to open. For those that don't know, tamales is pres- a corn husk, and you, you open it. And, you didn't have any presents? I'm just though, kidding. No, we. I was a middle are you, class. Are you, are you taking a jab at Hispanics? No, I grew up lower to middle class. It's it's it, lower middle class to okay. middle class. Okay. We grew mm-hmm. up fine. We grew mm-hmm. up fine. You want to know something else? What's that? I don't think I've ever had a tamale. I have. They're good, but we, in all seriousness, we do eat enchiladas, uh, rice, beans. I've had an enchilada. Well, that's actually what we have for Christmas. I'm not lying. That's what we have. My, my, I guess I'm a gringo, so we have like ham and turkey. My full-blood Mexican grandmother started that tradition. My mother continued that on, and now my sister does it. I do it. Actually, it's my wife tradition. learned how to, te- uh, how to cook tradition. it, so we do that. Um, and it's it's interesting because why would you have – okay, sidebar. Are you going gonna to throw it out to this the gringos is, right now? Why would you have turkey two major holidays one month apart like it's a big deal? It's not. It's not, but turkey's pretty good. Turkey's okay, but you know we usually have ham. But you have but turkey. I know people that have turkey. You have turkey on Thanksgiving, and then you have leftovers for like a week and a half, which is awesome, I think. You really want turkey again, like a couple weeks later? It's true. Usually, we don't do turkey; we do ham, like a honey ham or something. I know some like people that. do like a roast beef, roast beast. If you're doing Dr. Seuss, roast beef au jus. Mm. Um, I've never had that. I've had I've had ham. Mm. That's about it. Or like a beef Wellington, if you want to spend some money. Yeah. We were poor, so we had to go kill one of our cows. There you go. We do enchiladas and, and we have rice like and hamburgers and because we're so poor. Yeah, we do Chinese food the, the night before. You did tell me that actually. There's a whole story that I, we'll talk about that as we get closer to Christmas, which is around the corner. By the way, 
It, oh my god! It's almost October. Um, so my baby's almost due as well. I'm about to be a dad in six I weeks. I know. Six I weeks. I know. Six Little baby Harmon might be here before you guys know. Right here, doing an episode with us. Hmm. I might have to take care of baby Harmon while we're doing this episode. Hmm. Mama might be doing something. I don't know. Maybe she'll like be what? training. I don't know. Training. <laughs> okay. On a Sunday. Who All right. Knows? This we is don't really know. fell apart. So the, the, wheel, the wheels <laughs> are coming off. Was it ever together? It can't not, fall not apart. Really. So Beersman of the Week, final Beersman of the Week. Jorge Masvidal. Uh, we'll pro- hopefully we'll be able to talk about that in the weeks ahead because I think that would be a nice setup fight. Tommy Fury is a boring fight. I don't want to talk about him and Tommy Fury. It'll happen Jake in due Paul. time, though. It's just boring. It All is. they need to do is it's simple. I'm going to have a talk with BJ, Jake Paul's trainer. I'm going to say, BJ, listen. The Jake Paul fight versus Tommy Fury fight needs to happen because he is a, I'm doing air quotes here, legit pro boxer. All they need to do is this. Jake Paul fight Jorge Masvidal. Beat Jorge Masvidal for sure. Because mm-hmm. Masvidal, is, he could fight. But put Tommy Fury on the undercard again. Mm-hmm. But this time, be smart in the opponent that you pick and line him up somebody that he's going to knock out. Yeah. And not look crazy boring against. Yeah. And crazy, not good against. He won that fight, though, no, no doubt. He yeah, beat the yeah, guy. Sure, but sure. the guy, it, it was just a very awkward fight because the guy wasn't a bum at all, by no means. Like the guy was 0 1 as a pro boxer, but the guy had a lot of uh, MMA experience. He was very tough. So, putting your hat back on, I'm trying to be serious here for once again. But I'm bringing it back a little bit. Okay. But yes, Tommy Fury, put him on the undercard. Pick a legit opponent that's a boxer, get him a knockout, Jake Paul knocks out or beats um, Masvidal. And then Tommy Fury It'll runs into the ring. It'll create a lot of stuff. Runs into the ring, uh, pro wrestling style. And they he have still a tried. And also, yeah. Tommy Fury still tried to I do it, but, but it he so did it, and people, and people were just like, dude, you looked horrible. It if you would have knocked the guy out, they'd have been like, oh, but he didn't. No, it's just a different. Knockout sells. It's a different class of clout, and social media clout. So, anyways, that's boring. We want to see Jorge Masvidal. Let's see if it happens. Beersman of the week. I'd watch it. I would watch it. 100% would. So Jake Paul's last two fights, if he goes Masvidal and he went Tyrone Woodley, his last two fights were pretty solid. Yeah. If, if he picks Masvidal, pretty solid. Yeah. And good, Those are and, actually pretty and, solid and fights. And it would be great for Masvidal. That's a massive yeah. payday. So. A massive. Pay- if Woodley and, made $1.7 million, $1.07 million, then you would think that Masvidal would get equally that. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So, okay. So, we can travel. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show, episode 59. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet or liked our content, please do. You can see a bunch of the stuff that we, we talk about. We're getting up there. You can comment, and uh, you could look at how I've been so accurate with my predictions on fights and how we can travel has been pretty accurate. He's on making me look bad. Well, we'll see. I uh, still got the prediction overall right. I missed the round. Okay. Well, I did look. You called not only the, the fight, but you called how as well. So I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll, give, you, I'll give you props. I, I, commented, I commented as well. I'll give you props. All right. Sure. So let's go final thoughts we can drive. Okay. Final thoughts. So you know this off air. I told you I went to this. It's, it's funny that I say this now as I'm drinking bourbon on here. But God doesn't say you can't indulge. He says don't overindulge. No. I'm not overindulging. No. I'm very, very consciously know what I'm drinking. However... I am trying to be a better man. Sure. We, we, we have similar, we right there, things, religious sure. views. We're Christians. We do. And we know that. Um, I, I got to listen to Denzel Washington this weekend. Mm-hmm. I got to listen to Toby Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to listen to a, a race car driver, and I just forgot his name. Oh, my gosh. He just won the Daytona 500. Awesome guy. Hamilton. Something Hamilton, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Regardless, awesome. Um, A.R. Bernard, who is a, a pastor for, um, not for, but a pastor, but also I, th- I believe Denzel Washington goes to. Okay. Phenomenal guy. Was a Muslim before he became Christian. Okay. So phenomenal stuff there. But I am trying to be a better man every day, and I think that all of us should look at what we want our legacy to be because that was the overall thing. And my legacy, genuinely, and I said this before I went to the conference, is my new goal in life is – raising a happy healthy god-fearing child with mm-hmm. my wife mm-hmm. that's my legacy mm-hmm. i don't care about the boxing i don't honestly i mean i love it i do but you know what i care more about molding the my, my, some of my students some of the kids in, into being good men and same thing with my child whether it's a boy or girl because we don't know if it's a boy or girl yet i my new goal in life is to have that experience or that kind of um, outreach on people around me my kid yep. my wife all of them i want to be a better man i want to be a better husband i want to be a better son mm-hmm. i want to be a better friend mm-hmm. i want to be uh, a better everything and i want to reverberate that to all the people around me as well and i know you do too for sure and i just hope people know that i've mentioned it different times say to a couple different friends because they brought it up to me some things that i was doing and i was like listen i want to be a better man mm-hmm. i'm not a perfect man mm-hmm. I make mistakes daily. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I'm a hypocrite. It doesn't mean that it, it means that I'm human. Yeah. And I want to do better and I will continue to try to do better. And that's literally, I hope everybody knows that. Like, no matter how many mistakes you make in life, no matter what you did in the past, every day is a new day. Accept Jesus Christ into your life and try to do better. If you make a mistake, try to do better. Look in the mirror. Have self-accountability. And that was the biggest thing I took away from that conference last night um, at the First Baptist Church was a lot of the things that they were saying, it helped me reflect in myself, mm-hmm. by myself, while all these other people around me, I was literally sitting there when they were talking and telling stories. I was just like, wow. I was thinking of experiences in my life mm-hmm. that I could change or make better or make mm-hmm. better decisions at. And it's being accountable and intentional. Sure. Be very accountable. We talked about stuff like this already before I went to this conference. Both of us have. Yep. Be accountable and be intentional in all of your actions. And not only that, but also be humble. Uh, so I think a, a lost uh, part of being an adult, a man or a woman in this day and age that we're living, is being humble to the sense of admit when you're wrong and accept that. Accept that someone else has different viewpoints than you. So I think what we get caught up in is that we are so wrapped up in the idea of our personal truth is what the truth should be. And we are being saturated daily by media content, social media, marketing, which, by the way, influencers, everything is tied to marketing. Everything is tied to pulling money out of our pockets, ladies and gentlemen. So influencers, news outlets, politicians, it all has to do with pulling money out of your pockets. Keep that in mind every time you think something or make a decision about something. So we are all we are geared in this current society to want to propagate our personal truth as if that is the truth. When in reality, especially if you're a Christian or if you're a religious person, that isn't actually it. There's two sources of truth out there. It's either something of the world, which is what I'm talking about in that moment, or it's of God or who you believe is the higher deity. So in our situation, we believe Christ. We believe God is that truth. So we are either accepting our personal truth, which is being dumped on us from the world or we're seeking the true truth and so what i what i my final thought to whoever's listening at this point is this is that we live in a very broken world 
because we continue to elevate ourselves. And companies, politicians, uh, media outlets, social media stuff, they know that, that we're trying to elevate ourselves and our truths, and they're preying upon us for our hard-earned dollars. It's that simple. It's not about our, our, our ideals. It's not about anything else. It, it ultimately comes down to profit. Everyone in the background of all these, you know, the BLM movement, uh, things on the uh, you know, Republican movements too, I mean, all these things, it is tied to the hard dollars, tied to your money. Be aware of that. But if you're not sure what to do, to me, my opinion is we seek the higher truth, not our truth. That is all I want to say because I'm not, well, honestly, I've had a few of these. I'm probably not going to have, I'm going to hurt my witness more than anything else. But all I'm saying is this, is that I know it because I'm in, I'm in that business world too, and I manage people's money, so I see it. And I, we figure out ways to take advantage of that for them, but that's the way it is. Social media influencers, the media, Fox News, CNN, there's nothing in the middle, MSNBC, uh, the politicians, they only want your money and your control. That's it. You're 100% correct. I'll go the one step further than you're humble. You don't have to be humble if you're God-fearing. Because if you're God-fearing, you're humble automatically. You have to be. Because if you're truly God-fearing, he is your Messiah, he is your God, he's the kingdom, then you will be humble. Because he will humble yeah. you. Yeah. Because we are not perfect. We're very, very flawed individuals. So that's where... A lot of these guys like Toby Mac is like this like 20 time Grammy award winner, like mm -hmm. all these like accolades, right? And he kept telling all these stories and all he could possibly say was just like, he was like, he goes, the most success I ever started having in my entire life. And he's an older, he's like, he's getting up there. He's a middle-aged yeah, guy yeah. and he is. And he was just like, I'm a servant to God. Yeah. He goes, everything I do, I serve God. He goes, and in my own thinking, and, and I, I totally related to him when he said this, too. it really did, it resonated with me a lot more than any of the other speakers. He was just like, everything that I do, I'm doing as a servant to God. I'm trying to give as much as I can. Yeah. And he goes, I give without receiving. However, when I give, he goes, it's selfish because it makes me feel really good when I give. Yeah. And I've literally said this multiple times, and there's a famous quote that I use of all, Muhammad Ali, even though he's Muslim, it's a great quote, and I truly love it and, and try to live by it, is um, the service to others is the rent we pay for our room here on earth. Yeah. Muslim or not, I love that saying, yeah. period, well, that, because the service to others is the rent we pay for our time here on earth. That's one of the major tenets of Islam is, is to you know, help those in need. So yeah. that's, uh, that's I mean, a, I think that's Jesus Christ as well. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover appeal to that. I just... This isn't a religious conversation, so we're not going to get into all that. But um, you're right. It's If you're seeking the proper things in your life, if you're seeking Christ, if you're seeking God, all those other things will fall into place. Yep. Humility, all these things, they fall into place. Doing the right things, your heart will be aligned appropriately. You're no longer pr pushing your truth and thinking, I'm, you know, I deserve this because, you know, Whatever. I, I, I. I, I, I. It's not, it's, not, it's not what it is. And that's what our world is caught up in right now. It's, it's everyone. It's a me culture. It's, it's everything about self. Think about it. Selfies yeah, no, are no. huge. So, so Same thing. As, as that has expanded and as people have been just trying to you know, be pushing themselves, 
Our world's falling apart. It's falling apart around us. It's not even necessarily about a political division. It's not. It's not. It's because we are... Ugh, it just frustrates me we can travel, to say the least. In my mind, because you, we, everybody knows they listen to us. We, we've talked politics. We know which side, we know which side of the aisle that we are on for the most part. They do. But when I started getting the most clarity, seriously, when all this crap is going on with politicians, the election, the, the, the rigged election, the, the insurrection, the attempted blah, 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 the media stuff, yep. I found solace and peace in God. And I'm not kidding. Like, I, it helped me get through my nights. It's like, I'm mean, like, you know what? Like, God is in control. All I can do is affect those around me. And that's when, like, the people that I work with, the kids that I work with, the adults that I work with, like, I just try to reverberate the positive stuff. And I train so many people that are on both sides of the aisle, Democrats, Republicans, yeah. uh, Jesus believers, non-Jesus believers. And I train them all. Yep. And I just try to find a common ground with every single one of them. And, you know, the common ground is easy. It's, it's love and, and respect and humbleness and, and serving. You serve others. You help others. That's 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 our common ground right there is serving well, you know, others and God whether you believe in God or not I wish everybody did whether you believe in God or not the common ground is we're servants period we are and I'm not afraid to admit I'm a servant to God I'm a servant to my friend I'm a servant to you I'm a servant to my clients I'm a servant to my wife I want to give her the best but of me a, but by being a servant to God you are a servant to those as well yeah so it's not that so when Jesus was asking the Bible what's the greatest commandment trying to trap him. He answered very well. He said, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. Because you know what, folks? That covers all the bases. I, I've learned in my short life so far, I'm 39 years old, that you know, ultimately I want to you know, be a better father, husband, friend, all these things like you mentioned as well, and take care of my household. And as, as I can take care of my household, then I could take care of the households around me. You can't pour from an empty cup. Bingo. And so I could do that. I could I could drink some George Dickle. I could Little come Dickle in here. in the house. We could talk boxing, have a good time between compadres. That's friends. I think that's Spanish. It is. It is. You amigos. Did you did good. Compadres is good, too. Amigos is Hispanic Heritage Month. My amigos. And that's how it goes. And, you know, by saying that, I'm also saying that there's weekend traffic. <laughs> that there's B-Money, a.k.a. producer. That was kind of a weird cutoff, but I did it anyways. <laughs> and that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe below. Appreciate your time. God bless. That was probably the best cutoff. <laughs>